everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about some comic conventions. That's right. But before we start that, let's talk about our week. And obviously we are missing somebody today. We're missing Danny. Gone off on another adventure in her very busy summer. But she'll be back next week for sure. So, Amber, anything uh, besides the Comic-Con that we did that we're going to talk about in length? Anything else uh, fantastic this week? Yeah, I recently started playing Fall Guys again. Um, I picked that up back when it released, you know, and it was kind of trendy on Twitch and stuff. Um, And I just, you know, found, found myself wanting to play something new. So, picked that back up. You're playing that on the PC? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I still haven't played that yet. It's really silly. I should try. I find myself dying laughing most of the times because just the, um, I don't know, just the the runs and the obstacle courses, they're pretty silly. Silly is good. Yeah. Well, I just like a couple minutes ago finished Stranger Things. Finally. Finally. And it was pretty intense. Yeah. No, no spoilers here, but it was pretty intense. I've got lots of questions that I'll ask you offline. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's been, you know, enough time. I'm sure we could talk about it without, you know, people being too mad about spoilers. But Yeah, but what happens if Danny finally listens to one of our episodes and she hasn't seen, she hasn't seen it yet? Well, that'd be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I mentioned last week that I was playing the Donut County game. Said it was a fun little quirky, story-driven, weird mechanic game. And I played that all the way through. It's only a couple hours long. But it's uh, it's funny and it's quirky all the way to the end. And it was uh, definitely worth playing. So if you find that on sale or if you pick it up on the iOS store, that's a, a definite must-play. All right, so we're going to be talking about Comic Cons today. And before we get into the Comic Con, we're going to do like a little short Comic Con report from the, uh, the one that we went to this weekend. We're going to talk briefly about our history as a family of Comic Cons in general or comic conventions. So I'm going to start off by going way back in time because I'm an old dude. As you do, yeah. As I do. I'm going to paint a picture. <laughs> So as a kid, as I'd mentioned before in the podcast, I collected comics. And basically that meant that me and my friend Mike would go down to the comic book store down the street from us and we'd pick up our comics each week as they come out. And that was basically the world that we knew of comics. You know, there's a couple of smaller shops and a couple, you know, bookstores that had comics in them. But other than that, it was, it was that was it. So what there must have been an advertisement or something in our local shop for a comic book convention. And uh, somehow we must have talked my dad into taking us because it was in Tampa and Tampa was like the big city. So it was not very often that we would travel into the big city. Now, not not that we lived out in the country or something like that, but it was just the the biggest city near us. So basically we'd only go there if we were going to fly out of town, we'd, we'd fly out of the Tampa airport. So it was, it was a, uh, quite the excursion to go there for, you know, silly old comic books, but dad took, uh, me and Mike into Tampa and we went to this comic book convention. And obviously 
this is before I'd heard of comic cons and I didn't really know what to expect, but just imagine, you know, the, the world of your, your comic book experience being a small little, you know, strip mall store. And then all of a sudden you're in a convention center with just comic books everywhere you look. And it was pretty amazing. I don't think we bought anything. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we could afford to buy anything at a comic book convention, but it was just neat to see that there's just the, a whole bigger world of stuff out there. And that was, that was basically it. We only went to one. Um, and it wasn't until years later that I started hearing about the term, you know, Comic-Con, you know, as, as a, as like a noun, like, Oh, there's going to be a report from Comic-Con like, Oh, okay. I, I, I've been one of those before. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, New York's got one and San Diego's got one and, Every, every big city's got one. So the one that I went to and I, I thought, Ooh, I've, I've been to one of those before. It's, it, you know, it's not like the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you go to a Super Bowl, then there's only one of those per year. But I just happened to go to a comic book convention in Tampa and, you know, as a child and, and then later started hearing about them all over the place. So then like, like we've mentioned before, kids, marriage, college, all that stuff gets in the way. You kind of forget about all your, your childhood hobbies. And then, then all of a sudden the kids get old enough that they start sharing some of your hobbies and you're like, Oh, okay. So let's, let's see if there's a comic book convention nearby. And similar to how our big city growing up was Tampa. We've got a couple of big cities near us here, here where we live now. And, uh, Richmond, is about an hour away from us and Richmond was having a comic book convention and we heard about it and I packed up the kids said, we're going to go to a comic con. <laughs> and it was actually held on the, uh, the campus of VCU, which is uh, a big university in, in downtown Richmond. And what do you remember about that first convention that we went to Amber? I remember just how epic it was. Um, you know, there were so many people and so many people in costumes and stuff. You know, I had some friends that talked about cosplay, but just like seeing how many people actually, you know, dressed up and like the complexities of their outfits. Um, and they had a couple rooms like it was I forget what building it was just like um, just like a student building for the college. But they had so many rooms set up for this convention. It was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, they had, they had it well organized. Like one room was what they'd call artist alley and they'd have all the artists in there, you know, either artists of comic books or that kind of stuff. And they had, uh, I think that's where they also held like the, the cosplay competition. And then they had uh, some meet and greets with, with celebrities. And then they had a room full of vendors that if you wanted to go and look at comics for sale, they'd be in there. And then they had little like breakout rooms, like breakout sessions yeah. for like panels. And that was, that was probably the coolest part of it was, was listening to the panels and um, it was overall a, a great experience and they, they did a great job. So we, we did that one a couple of years. They, they moved it around Richmond, a couple different places. So we've done that a few times over the years. Um, somewhere along the way, I met Larry Hama, which to me in the comic book world was like, he was, he was the man because he, uh, he's got a fascinating history. Um, there should be a documentary about him, but 
he basically created all the uh, the characters and the stories for the G.I. Joe comics. And the G.I. Joe comics was basically just a advertising mechanism that Hasbro used to sell their toys, you know, just like the cartoon. Um, but in the process, he convinced them that he was the one that would have to write all the bios for all the different characters. And it, he had some kind of contract where he had to introduce so many different characters because they wanted to keep on selling more and more, you know, different characters. You know, there wasn't just like five GI Joe dolls. There was like hundreds and he'd have to come up with a bio for each one. So if, if any of the listeners out there ever bought a GI Joe, um, action figure back in the day, you, on the back of the cardboard that it was mounted on, there was a little bio card that had, you know, the history of that person. And that whole story was basically written. Each one of those written by Larry Hama because it had to match what he was writing in the comics. And I think he's still active in writing those, uh, GI Joe comics today. So got to meet him, got a, uh, one of the key issues of the GI Joe um, comic book series got autographed by him. So that was kind of an epic moment for me. And besides the, uh, the Richmond comic con, the uh, we started seeing, and I think it was just your mother and I were walking through the mall one day and there was a bunch of like comic book stuff set up. And I think you guys were at home. So we called you up and said, Hey, there's a bunch of comic book stuff here that they're doing some kind of a comic con in the mall. And this was like a Friday night, if I remember right. And it was going to be all weekend long. So we came the next day and we, we walked around the mall. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. So that was the first, um, Fredericksburg comic con. And I don't know if they called it a comic con or if they just call it, I think now they call it the Fredericksburg comic book and toy, you know, convention. Uh, Cause a lot of toys, a lot of comics. And what was cool about that was it was completely free, right? It's in a shopping yeah. mall. They can't like charge you admission to go into it. So all the <laughs> vendors were, were basically spread out all over the place. Yeah. Just like in the, the hallway mall. or whatever. Right. And it got pretty busy. They, they drew a pretty good crowd. They had some pretty neat, uh, things going on there and they took that and uh they've they've done that every year since of course except for one of the recent years for for covid reasons but they've continued that on and now they they use a convention center in town and it's gotten quite big so that brings us up to date with our adventure this weekend yeah going to the fredericksburg comic book and toy expo at the uh, at the local expo center here and what did we see we saw a lot we um we saw a lot of vendors um selling artwork it was mostly artwork and um you know indie comic people um you know a couple big guys selling you know with their boxes of comics um but yeah, we saw a lot of stuff, a lot of people walking around. Um, thankfully, it was air-conditioned, unlike one time we were there. <laughs> yeah, one time the convention center lost its air-conditioning during the show, and it was just horrible, because it's it's always in July. Yeah. <laughs> July in Fredericksburg is a little, little, a little warm. Toasty. <laughs> and a little soupy. But yeah, so it was. Uh, they had the temperature worked out this time. The convention center was full. Yeah, like, there wasn't room for another table in that place. <laughs> I think it was the most crowded, you know, I've seen the the Fredericksburg Comic Con. 
Right. Full of, of tables and then full of people too. It was, you were kind of worming your way through the crowd yeah. sometimes, but that's, that's all good. You know, a lot of people had their masks on and, and people were trying to stay social distanced and, and, uh, they did have a, uh, cosplay contest that you didn't get to see the judging of because you went home a little bit early, yeah. but, um, they had that and they also had a, a dance off. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah, they said every every show has a contest, uh, you know, a costume contest. We're going to have a costume dance off, and I think wow. they only convinced like two or three people to get up in front of everybody and <laughs> and and dance. But it was it was a nice R2-D2 idea. R two D two didn't dance. R two D two was chasing people down. They had and always the the mysterious guy walking behind him that was uh, controlling him, but never let on that he was controlling him. <laughs> But yeah, the local was at five oh first was yeah. there. The local local garrison of the five oh first, which is the official, I guess, Star Wars cosplay type fan club group type thing that that has lots of strict rules and it's to keep the quality up and their quality is always top notch. They they do an awesome job with their costumes. Yeah. And droids. They get droids. So they were there. So as, as we showed up, we uh you know, every time we go to a, a Comic-Con, we kind of do the rounds, right? We walk around yeah. everywhere, try to see what all's there before we invest too much time and money into any one, any one uh, vendor. And we did our rounds real quick, met a couple people, and then uh, circled back around to, uh, to spend some more time. And let's start by talking off about um, one of the guys that we met who was, I think his name was Jay, and he had the two land comic so this guy nice looking booth you know full yeah he had a corner booth and had full uh artwork everywhere he had a couple tvs that were playing a cartoon that we're about to talk about and uh he had the best uh best energy and best sales pitch i think of the whole show yeah i mean he cornered us said (laughs) hello to us which is good i mean it you have, to have the, you, know? you have to have the right mindset to, to run one of these booths and, and be successful at it. So he he uh, he grabbed us, not physically, but he grabbed us, <laughs> um, said, hey, you got a minute where I can tell you about uh, what I'm doing here? I said, absolutely. And he gave me his, his best sales pitch. And he's talking about his comic, which is Two Land, which is about a, uh, it's all anti-bullying focused. And it's a tiger. And describe the tiger, Amber. Um, it's not to be mean, but it's like Tony the Tiger, but superhero. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, the Tiger, oh, he's got dreads and uh, Jordans. (laughs) Dreads and Jordans. Yep. So that's what sets him apart. Um, so he showed, uh, Jay showed us his comic, which was high quality. And then he pointed at the TV and I look over the TV because I hadn't really paid attention to it yet. And it's a freaking two land tiger (laughs) superhero anti-bullying dude on a cartoon that was like perfect like 1980s retro quality yeah, it was really good cartoon like like uh if anybody knows the silver hawks or any of those 1980s you know not the high super high production ones but just the the everyday uh cartoons um like the, oh thundercat thundercats that's what i was thinking oh, of. yeah very very yeah. original thundercats not the new netflix weird looking ones <laughs> <with> <laughs> the original 
And I'm, I pointed at the screen. I'm like, how'd you do that? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you just got to know some good people. So he gave us a sales pitch at the end of it. Uh, you know, he, he said, uh, would, would you like to help me out? And, and I didn't even hesitate. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what your comic book's about, you know, but, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to hook you up with what you asked for. Um, because of your hustle, you know, the dude had yeah. the best hustle in the, in the, in the place. So kudos to you, Jay. We're going to have uh, some links in the show notes. So if you go to familygeekery.com slash episode 17, we'll have some links and we'll try to put some pictures in some of the things that we're going to describe that we picked up also. So we met Jay. He was super cool. Uh, let's see. I've got a list of people here, so I'm just going to go through them and then Amber, you can pipe in what you remember. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, Cat Mouse. Okay. So... So tell us who Cat Mouse is. So Cat Mouse is an artist, um, and I ended up buying one of her prints. Um, she was super friendly. Um, you know, we we talked to her on our first rounds, and then you know, going back, I I was like, you know, her booth kind of stood out to me. So um, she was there. She had a booth, and her dad had a booth, and they're both artists. And um, I believe they have a Kickstarter with their um, with a comic they're doing together. Yep. Um, Just started July 15th is when it started. It's already fully funded. So she had a a cute print that had her original character, a cat named Willow. So I picked that up Um, and she was super friendly. Um, Her dad was super friendly also. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, the advertisements for this leading up to this convention you know, they, they always, the website that's advertising always lists who the special guests are going to be. So in this case, uh, cat mouse and her father, which I'm forgetting his name, Mr. Mouse, <laughs> Mr. Mouse, and it's M- M-A-U-S yeah. is how they spell that. K-A-T-M-A-U-S. Um, they were both featured as, you know, the special guests. So, um, very fitting. They, they did a great job. Both of them were very, very nice. Um, mm-hmm. And we are definitely going to gonna support that Kickstarter. We'll have a link to that Kickstarter also in the show notes because it's running for, I think, a month. And it just started on the 15th. So you got plenty of time to get in there and uh, and help them out. So they were pretty cool. Uh, what else? We went, uh, we grabbed some grab bags of Magic the Gathering cards. There was a place there, a tabletop type place there. Yeah, they had a lot of cards. You know, a lot of people had some trading card stuff, but um, this was the only booth that I saw had Magic the Gathering cards. Other ones had, you know, baseball and and Pokemon, a lot of Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon Um, and Yu-Gi-Oh, I think. Yeah, some Yu-Gi-Oh. So they had some Magic stuff, and I was like, you know, why not? $3 for, I don't know, 25 cards. You know, not super worth, but part of the fun is opening and see what what you get. Um, So, yeah. Um, I, I, we did, I ended up getting two. So we opened them in the car together after the show. <laughs> um, I didn't understand any of the cards that I got, but I barely understood the cards that I got, but, but Amber each, said I got, I got better cards than she did. <laughs> each pack had, um, a guaranteed rare and then the rest just common and common commons and uncommons. Um, but funnily enough, both the rares in our packs were, um, from I believe unstable, which is you know not legal in other formats. They're just like silly cards, just meant to play with other 
unstable cards. Um, so that was kind of silly and disappointing, but I'll, I'll take all the cards I can get, you know. I've got a, a small collection that I'm looking to grow. <laughs> yep. So we gave them a couple bucks. Uh, right across the, the aisle from them was a VTuber. This is the yeah. first time I've met a VTuber. So her name was Ashling VT. And I actually asked her what the VT stood for. And she said VTuber. So I felt <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> but there's a lot of... You see, every time you see VT in this area, it's usually for Virginia Tech. Yeah. So got a VT sticker on their It was a similar car. font too, so... Yeah. <laughs> so she's an artist and a VTuber. And she was very nice. She spent a couple minutes talking to us. Yeah. Explain this old man what VTubing is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we'll have to check that out. Let's see. What else we do? Okay. So Reclaim Arcade which is the local arcade that we say that we go to all the time. They had a booth set up there and they had a show exclusive shirt. So if you bought this show exclusive shirt, it came also with a, uh, a keychain and a sticker, I think. Yeah. And then they gave us a couple uh, $5 off coupons for admission to the arcade. And the, uh, the shirt was a total uh, homage to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo. It looked sick, yeah. And it was nice, like a green shirt with the the big logo that said Reclaim Arcade. So I I grabbed one of those. They had uh, they had my size, so I grabbed one of those. Um, also in the in the arcade genre, there was a artist who goes by the name Fraga Studios, and I think his last name is Fraga F R A G A, and he had a lot of great prints, and he was selling. Uh, his original art, and he was also selling prints of the art. Now, the original art was obviously a little bit more expensive because it was all, <laughs> you know, the originals um, and, and worth every penny. And in fact, one of the other booth guys came <laughs> over to him and started yelling at him for, for not charging enough uh, while we were sitting there looking yeah. at it. <laughs> Had an interesting conversation with this guy, yeah. Yeah, uh, super cool, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the dude's work was worth every single penny, uh, but... But there was a Qbert print, and uh, I'm I'm a sucker for Qbert. Uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that my car is the same color as Qbert, just about. <laughs> um, so I grabbed a print of Qbert, and I'm gonna try to put that up in the in the basement near all my arcade machines. <laughs> all right, what else? Okay, so we met Christopher Lewis um, briefly. He had a bunch of mystery bags. So this artist, I've seen him at a couple of the comic book uh, conventions, a couple of these Fred yeah. cons before, and uh, I always like to see the the mystery bags. and And this time, the mystery bags had on the front of it, they had drawn "If you like," and then they have a drawing of something. Then, then you'll like this, or it would say "If you like video games," or "If yeah. you like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons." So the one that that caught my eye was it said "If you like," and it had a picture of Groot and Ra- Rocket Raccoon. So Which of course we like. <laughs> we like, yep. Yeah. It was ten bucks for a bag, and it had a, a print and a bunch of small cards, and yeah. I think maybe some stickers or something. And it was a really nice print of all the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Yeah. So we grabbed that. Happy with that pickup. And then in the back of the convention, big booth with just it just eye catching art oh. displayed all over the place. Yeah. And I remember seeing these guys all the way back at the very first FredCon uh, when it was in the mall. Same same display, just like 
you can't walk by without stopping and looking. So they had, you know, their little um, walls behind them that were just covered with art. And then they had all the books that you could page through. And what, what this turns out to be is there's like three main artists that got together and decided, Hey, let's, let's chip in and we can hit more cons if we split up and bring all three of our works to the different cons. Um, that way they're not just hustling every single one and competing against each <laughs> other. Yeah. Uh, so there's like three main artists and then they've picked up, he said like 20 yeah. along the way. Um, and they go to these conventions and one or two of them will be there working the booth and the other ones will be maybe somewhere else or, or resting for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and their artwork is just fantastic. Like Definitely. one, uh, one artist does like a lot of propaganda looking stuff, which is very fitting for a lot of the star Wars, um, yeah. and superhero comic type stuff. Um, one artist had a lot of like band related and I would call it, and this, this isn't a, a, um, this isn't a knock of any sort because it's fantastic artwork, but I would call it minimalist style. Yeah. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Um, and it's just, just very eye catching so and, and very cool. So, yeah. So they had a deal. If, if you bought three of the prints, they gave you a good deal on it. So we found three, we found a Tron for me, which has Flynn's arcade. And if you don't understand any of that, that's fine because Tron isn't the, <laughs> the biggest blockbuster you know, movie for everybody, but it's a favorite of mine. And I got a, a Venom for my wife because Venom is her favorite comic book character. And then Amber, you picked up what? Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys, which my is a weird band. comic book about, about <laughs> uh, monkeys snow, in the cold. <laughs> snow dwelling monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a band, right? What kind of band are they? It's a British, like alt alternative, you know, indie kind of band. They're not indie, but you know, but good stuff. Yeah. So we got a couple, couple nice looking posters from from that booth. All right. Who else did we meet? We met um, a couple, couple nice young ladies with the name "Till Geeks Do Us Part," and we started talking to them about their artwork. Had some great artwork on display. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, we were just doing small talk with, with everybody as we'd go from booth to booth, ask them if they were local. And in this case, they said they had just moved up here from Florida. Wow. So that caught my attention because <laughs> I've lived in Florida for a long time. So I said, what part? And the one, the one girl said she was from Orlando, which isn't a shocker because Orlando is a big town. A lot of people from there. And then the other one said Clearwater. And I said, you're <laughs> kidding me, right? Because... Yeah, I never hear that from someone else. Clearwater is, it's not a small town. There's close to a million people in Pinellas County. Um, but you just don't ever hear about someone else from Clearwater, which is my hometown. So I said, she said she was born and raised there. I said, I was born and raised there. And so she was just as shocked as I was that, that we had both heard of, of Clearwater before. So that was cool. They had, uh, they had some artwork and we chatted with them for a while. So it was a good time. Yeah. Who else? Okay. We met, uh, Gannon Beck and Gannon Beck had a series of comics called Space Corps. And this guy talked to us for a while. He was, uh, had some awesome looking, um, comics that were all indie developed and indie, uh, produced. And I think he's an art director in real life, right? This is a guy yeah. that's an art director. Um, 
so that's his that's his like nine to five job and then he does he's been doing comics for for years and years he said like 20 years or something as like a side hustle and uh and he's got some really good insights on the the indie comic scene of of how to get things uh put together so we had a nice conversation about that because i like to geek out about the uh you know, almost like the shark tank side of things like, <laughs> Oh, how do, you know, how do you, how do you get this from, from just making a sketch on a piece of paper to having a, you know, really nice looking piece of artwork, um, you know, comic book, you know, physical print in your hand. How, how does that work? You know, <laughs> where's the money coming from? Who's, who's doing the printing, who's doing the, the publishing, that kind of stuff. So we had a nice talk about the business for a little bit. Um, we talked to Barry pop. Yeah. He and pointed was, us over to his daughter, which so was his daughter was only 16 and had a booth set up. Yeah. And you got a, uh, a print from her and a sticker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who was I on the print? Madoka Magica, which is a, a anime that I have watched a little bit of and a little cow sticker of her original art. So it's yeah. very talented for 16. Mm-hmm. And her, her dad said that, that he had very little to do with that. That's all her. That's all her talent uh, coming to life in that booth there. So that's that was great to to see that and support that. And then we met uh, a pretty cool dude named James Knoll. Yeah. And James Knoll had a bunch of books, and when I say books, I'm not talking about comic books. He had a bunch of books in his booth. Novels. And that, yeah. And that usually makes me just walk right past. Because <laughs> caught my eye though. I like Chris, books. <laughs> Chris don't do words. Chris does pictures. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle words. I can handle audiobooks and podcasts. I can't handle a physical book in my hands. I just can't do it. Um, yeah. But we stopped and talked to him, asked him about his books. And, yeah. and in the conversation, asked him, hey, are you local? He said, yeah, I'm right here from, from Fredericksburg. He said, actually, you know, so this first book series here called The Hive is based in uh, Spotsylvania County, which is the county that, that we live in. So I thought, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I was like, and wow, then he met, cool. <laughs> I asked him, uh, you know, who did the artwork for his covers, and he said, oh yeah, that's not that's not me. I got one of my students to do it. So I thought, okay, okay, He's, he lives in lives in Fredericksburg. <laughs> He's got students, so you must be and a teacher. And then here I'm like, no, where did you teach? Where do you teach? And he's he explains that um, he just recently stopped teaching in Spotsylvania County and moved up and I asked him when he stopped teaching at the school that I went to that I graduated from and he was there when I was there and you know I didn't have him because I was in a you know a gifted program that didn't take my core classes at my school but it was just kind of cool to see that he was you know from a school that I know and and I heard things about him and he was like the creative writing teacher there um, so it was really neat. I was like putting two and two together, like Mr. Knoll, I've, I've heard lots of things about you. <laughs> like, so, so it we, was neat. So we picked up the, uh, the hive book, the complete yeah. series. He had, he had them broken up into different chapters or different seasons. I forget how he, how he called it. Yeah. And, and, uh, you picked up the, the full big book mm-hmm. of those. And it's also available as a podcast. So I found it on, uh, on the podcast uh, at most of the podcast places and I've downloaded the first couple chapters. So I'm going to start nice. listening to that. So if you read it and I listen to it, then maybe we can 
have a little talk book it over. club. Yeah, little <laughs> book club. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of uberly talented people. The majority of which were were local in the sense of being within, I'd say, thirty miles. A lot of them were within five miles of of the Comic Con, <laughs> yeah. but a lot, most of them were within thirty. And then a couple would come from the outlying areas, like even even Washington D.C. And, and Baltimore. That kind of area is is considered local for us. So some of them would travel that far, but it's just amazing to see so much talent and so many great artists and and writers yeah. right here in our backyard. All right, and we also met a really nice young lady that was there with her mom, had a booth set up, and her booth name was Ramen Doodles FXBG, yep. which is the initial, which is the shortened version of Fredericksburg. So I'm guessing she was local and real young. What kind of artwork did she have there? She had a lot of really cool, like, one that stood out to me was... Uh, was like a Captain America, you know, she had a lot of digital, um, really cool stuff. Um, and she was really nice. We talked to her and her mom and, you know, she seemed, you know, really, really young, but really, um, en- enthusiastic about, about her art. You know, it was really right. nice to see someone so young. And when we had mentioned that we had a, a podcast, her mom like lit up and said, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my daughter's always wanted to do a podcast and she had mentioned she wanted to do like a, like a fan podcast for Marvel movies to start yeah. off with or something. So I, I offered up, Hey, any, any help that, that you need? I've, I've set up several podcasts before. So any help that you need getting started, just let us know. So we left our information there and who knows, she may be, uh, she may be topping the charts in the, <laughs> the podcast someday. But yeah, what else, uh, anything else about the the Comic-Con that you want to talk about, Amber? There was a a weird, weird, creepy guy walking around. Had a... (laughs) That's the one that had the the giant weapon and had the soundtrack. Had a little Bluetooth speaker with him playing some spooky music. Yeah. Had to do a double take a couple of times. Like, are you real? (laughs) But it's just crazy how many people show up and what they're fans of and expressing what they're fans of. There was a, a younger man and I'm only mentioning that he was a younger man because he had on an outfit of a anime from the seventies. And it's not exactly, I would, I would expect an old dude to have that (laughs) on, but it was, it was a show that I knew as the title battle of the planets. Uh, But it was, that was the Americanized version of a show that was even older than that. Wow. Um, from from the, I think mid seventies, uh, same exact show, just different name and in Japanese. But that was one of my favorite shows uh, growing up. Battle of the Planets. I still remember the the theme song for it. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it though. So that was cool to see. What's really funny is uh, jumping on Facebook this morning, you know, the day after the show, and and seeing that. Uh, of course, I follow the the Fredericksburg Toy and Comic Convention, you know, account. So seeing the pictures that they posted from yesterday, there's like all kinds of costumes that I was there most of the day. I didn't see. <laughs> so there's like, there's like a bunch of costumes that I didn't even, you didn't even know were, were there. So just a lot of people putting a lot of work into their costumes to the, the, the one lady who, who won the, the costume contest. 
just did an outstanding job on on her outfit all handcrafted with like sewing machine and needles and all that that crazy stuff so much better than just grabbing a, a spider-man show you know spider-man pullover from uh, uh the halloween store or something <laughs> coming there <laughs> nothing wrong with that but if you're going to go to uh to compete then it better be something that you put together that nobody else has and there was plenty of that the little kid that won i don't know if i told you the little kid that won Mm-mm. was a jawa Aww. and he had the perfect the perfect jawa outfit on and including like a mask that blacked out the whole face wow. except for the little glowing yellow eyes that's so cute yep so it was awesome so yeah we had a good time at the at the comic book convention met lots of people saw tons of art wish i could have took it all home but <laughs> uh, i've got no walls left for this stuff <laughs> i wish i did um you know i feel bad sitting there and admiring all this art and then walking away and saying, Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for showing me that, uh, I can't help you out today, but we, uh, we, we did our part to support as many of the artists yeah. as we could and we, we are happy to do so. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. So we thank you as always for listening. Be sure to check out the, uh, the show notes this episode. We usually don't put a whole lot in the show notes, but this episode, I'm going to put some links and some pictures so that you can experience the Fred Con that we experienced yesterday. So thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And as always, peace, peace out, out and, and geek, geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. <clears throat> Joking on banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat banana bread before a podcast. <laughs>